Welcome to the Topsail Insider Podcast, where locals, vacationers, and those looking to relocate to the greater Topsail area can hear all about the wonderful businesses and events in our beautiful coastal Carolina towns, including Hampstead, Topsail Beach, Surf City, North Topsail, Holly Ridge, and Sneeds Ferry. Coming up, an interview with the award-winning Chef Jordan Keene, the culinary artist behind the incredible dishes at the Beach Shopping Grill. Chef Jordan shares his personal journey from his childhood in Chicago to Florida, Oklahoma, and ultimately the Beach Shopping Grill right here in Topsail Beach. Stay tuned. Experience a new level of luxury on Topsail Island at Saltwater Suites in Surf City, North Carolina. With no nightly minimum, you can enjoy short getaways or an extended stay. Each suite features luxury bedding, full kitchens with dining tables and dishwashers, and all suites other than the three ADA suites have full-size washers and dryers, and of course, ocean views. And 24-7 self-check-in provides a hassle-free and seamless experience. Saltwater Suites is the perfect choice for your next beach getaway. Book your next topsail visit at saltwatertopsail.com or call 910-886-4818. Saltwater Suites, Topsail Island's premier luxury hospitality experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Topsail Insider Podcast. My name is Krista, and I am your host. Today, I am interviewing Chef Jordan King. He is the man behind the beautiful dishes that are served up at one of my favorite restaurants, Beach Shop and Grill. It's on the south end of the island, Topsail Beach, North Carolina. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. How are you doing today? Uh, Very good. Awesome. So the Beach Shop and Grill is absolutely a dining destination. If I have something I want to celebrate, I've come here with my girlfriends for birthday parties, anniversaries with my husband. If someone's visiting me from out of town, I like to show off a little bit and I bring them to Beach Shop and Grill. And if you're here on vacation and you're you're splurging and you're indulging, then you absolutely have to come to the Beach Shop and Grill. Are reservations needed here? They are not needed, but definitely encouraged on the weekends. On the weekends, we start out pretty high on reservations. We do have some walk-ins available, but it can be pretty difficult to be able to get people in. Okay. And can you make your reservation online? Yeah, we uh, use Resi for a reservation service. And pretty much anywhere that you search us on the web, there should be a little button that pops up. Okay. So there is an actual beach shop here. There's a very classic style main dining room, and you serve both lunch and dinner, correct? Correct. Lunch, dinner, and uh, brunch on Sundays. Brunch on Sundays as well. What are some of the most popular offerings you have for brunch? Brunch right now, my duck fried rice with a confit duck, that and the shakshuka, which is one of my favorites. What is the last one? It's a shakshuka. That's a uh, traditional uh, Middle Eastern dish consisting of uh, stewed down tomatoes and poached eggs. Sounds incredible. And the patio, is that relatively new? How long have y'all had the patio? I think they started that right around COVID. And when I started, that's when it got renovated. Is there a a different menu if you're ordering food out there? Yes. Yeah, we do have a different menu for the patio. We have more kind of small plates and a little more casual to match the setting out there. 
And then inside is more of the modern fine dining at night. And the live music, that's also out on the patio, correct? Yes, on the weekends, Friday, Saturday, sometimes for brunch and for holidays. Are you open year-round? This last year, we were closed for a month. This year, we plan uh, to only be closed for about two weeks in January. Is that just a reset? Yeah, yeah, it's a reset. I get a chance to get out of town for a little bit and do a couple of little minor renovations. I did notice in one of your posts that you were closed for a special event. Is that something that y'all do regularly? And if so, what type of events are you including in that? We do. Most of the time, it's uh, wedding receptions, graduation parties, stuff like that. Nice. Really, any special event. We do rent out the patio. On occasion, we rent out the entire restaurant. Let's talk a little bit about the history of the Beach Shop and Grill. Yeah, Jeff and Cheryl, they've owned it for the last 20 years. Just kept making changes and gradually leading to, to what it is now. I saw that Jeff and Cheryl purchased it in 2002. Yep. And is, Jeff is now retired? He is. He retired early this year. Good for him. But Cheryl looks like she's full steam ahead. Like <laughs> there's yeah, no stopping her right yeah, now. Yeah, she definitely is. Her vision aligns right with, with mine, what I really want the food to be and kind of the direction of the restaurant. So it's worked out really well. How long have you been the chef at Beach Shop and Grill? A little over a year. So officially, it's I think it was April 1st. I have seen the beautiful photos online of your dishes, and it truly is like a work of art. It's so pretty, the colors, and it's just like a full sensory experience to come here and enjoy that kind of food. And I just wanted to ask you where you found your inspiration for creating these dishes. That's a good question. It comes from different places. The food I've always been really passionate on, the plating, that's something that generally just comes to me as I'm doing it. It's a little hard for me to explain, but I'm really happy uh, being able to do this style of food here on the beach. You mentioned that you use local growers for your produce and such. Can you tell me a little bit about that and how you developed those relationships? Um, yeah, I, we use local as much as we can. All the oysters that uh, we use for the restaurant, we go through quite a bit. They're all local. We use uh, several different local oyster farms. I recently started using uh, Changing Waves Farms out of Hampstead. I've heard of them. Yeah, they're awesome. Dave there does a really good job. And I've just got in touch with a co-op, so we're going to start getting more local produce in. Just where we're at in the location, it is difficult to use local sometimes just because the volume we go through. Right. I would imagine the dishes that you create, too, it's based on what you can find here seasonally. Yes, yeah, that's seasonally. And I do have a couple of purveyors where we're getting some of the best products really in the world that we can possibly get. I'm always excited to bring those uh, bring those products in. Nice. When looking at the restaurant, I realized that it is your goal, actually, to change the menu up. And when I spoke with you initially, you said that you were, I think you were here for two weeks and you changed the menu. Was it something that you and Cheryl decided to do together or is that just an ongoing thing? Um, it's an ongoing thing. It's pretty common. I think more uh, modern, modern fine dining. For me, it's just a way to keep that creativity going. And last year we did a lot of specials. I wanted to get away from specials and really focus on the menu to make sure everything we're putting out is in the same level of quality. And when you're trying to do specials every day, it's really difficult to maintain mm -hmm. that. 
I think now I'm averaging about three changes a week on the dinner menu. So <laughs> Three changes a week. Okay. Yeah. Are there staples that will always be on the menu? There's a couple staples, shrimp and grits. I um, thought that might be one of them. Yeah, there'll, there'll always be a, on the menu. I did at the beginning of the year take that off for a couple of weeks, and that, that people were not happy about <laughs> that at all. So. <laughs> Where's my shrimp and grits? Yeah. yeah, it's a favorite around here for sure. Yeah, but a shrimp and grits. I've always had some sort of Wagyu on the menu since I started. Wagyu is a Japanese-style beef. For my ground Wagyu, I'm using an American Wagyu, and then... For most of the stuff on the menu, that's coming out of Australia. So they basically are mimicking the diet and the environment that they have in Japan with the same cows in, in those areas. And I am going to be bringing in some Japanese A5 Wagyu, which is amazing. That comes straight from Japan, comes in fresh, and it's definitely not cheap. But it'd be nice to have that for people to experience. It melts in your mouth, and it's a very unique taste and texture, but it's phenomenal. So where were you born and raised? I was born and raised in Chicago. And when did you realize that you had a passion for cooking? Cooking was something I always did. I have uh, three brothers and sisters and I just started cooking because there was nobody else there. So I started cooking to take care of my brothers and sisters. And I continued that for for quite a long time. And then as I got older, I was just always drawn to it. I always wanted to, when we had company over and friends over, I always wanted to cook for everybody. I always really enjoyed making people happy that way. How and, old were you? Uh, this is through even like my early teenage years. And then as I got older, and I mean, it's... I tried a couple other different jobs, but it was, yeah. I, That's where your heart was. Yeah, yeah, the other jobs didn't really go very well. I know that you ended up in Florida. Tell me your path to Florida. What led you there? Yeah, my first wife, we just had our son, and her grandfather was actually he was sick with cancer. So that's what initially got us to Florida. And that was 2003. And then I started cooking in a couple different kitchens there. And I ended up raising my son on my own for about five years. Um, so just that experience in uh, working in kitchens was a little difficult, so I took a little break after that and really hated it. Sorry, this got Can, really dark. I, I, I want to ask you more questions. You you have to draw the line for me. But how did you end up having to take care of your son by yourself for five years? Is that that's too personal? Hey, if you thought it couldn't get any better than Saltwater Sweets, well, I have some exciting news. I am thrilled to announce the grand opening of the new Saltwater Resort this May in the heart of Surf City, North Carolina. Saltwater Resort will absolutely redefine hospitality, creating a truly elevated vacation experience. All 24 suites offer opulent bedding, full-size washers and dryers, and well-appointed kitchens equipped with dining tables and dishwashers. And now you can relax and enjoy their beautiful saltwater pool. Are you ready to elevate your next Topsail adventure? Reserve your stay at saltwatertopsail.com or call 910-886-4818. Saltwater Resort, where luxury meets the waves and every moment is a celebration.
Hey, insiders. If you haven't tried Surf City Line, what are you waiting for? Chef Jay has created amazing made-from-scratch beaching bowls, delicious peel-and-eat shrimp by the pound, wings, salads, and more. And they have a wonderful multi-level deck for listening to live music, soaking up the sun, and enjoying food, drinks, and some of the best service on Topsail Island. Follow Surf City Line on Facebook and Instagram, where you'll find their lineup for all of their live entertainment. Feel like walking off that delicious food before heading home? Well, take their walkway right to the ocean for a quick stroll on the beach. They have plenty of parking right next to the restaurant and a large lot across the street. They're located at 2112 North New River Drive, where Surf City meets North Topsail. I'll see you at Surf City Line. It's not. I'm fine with that. Drug addiction. Okay. I figured it might be something like that. That's why I was a little yeah. hesitant to ask. I'm fine. Yeah, <laughs> I know. So, yeah, taking care of your son by yourself for five years must have been really difficult. And I applaud you for that. What then got you back into the restaurants? How did you make your way back in? Yeah, just trying to keep kitchen jobs, especially even if a line cook or a sous chef or anything. Your availability has to be about 60 hours a week. Right now, I've, I, I work on an average about 75, 78. My wife usually lets me know at the end. <laughs> <laughs> but it's quite a bit. And it's if you're not, if you're not passionate about it, if it's not something you truly love, you're, you're not going to make it. You're going to get pretty burned out. Right. And in Florida, at that time, there really wasn't a lot of fine dining. So I pretty much took every kitchen job I could. I was at a country club for about four years. I ended up taking over that club. I got a lot of, it's got a lot of freedom to do whatever I want. And the good thing about country clubs, they don't care too much about making money. So you can. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that part. <laughs> yeah, you can get away with a lot more. That's when I started Trying my own meats, doing my own charcuterie, making cheeses, fermenting, doing my own kimchi, sauerkraut. And just to be able to have the freedom to really go after the stuff that I was really passionate about doing. I did work with some really talented chefs that taught me a lot. The stuff I'm really passionate about, I'm mostly self-taught. Like I didn't really have Google or YouTube videos or stuff. Right, right. <laughs> too much back then. Yeah, I was a classically trained French and Italian. Just learned like old school French fine dining. But and I remember being bored with it very quickly. After the country club, I started um, in Tampa in a couple different kitchens up there. And that's when I really started getting more into uh, the cooking style that I consider myself in now, which is new American. I do have Asian influence. I have South African, Moroccan, Spanish. So New American to me is just a little mix of everything. It's all the stuff that it's like some of my favorite memories, like from a kid going to Chinatown, Chicago, having crab rangoon for the first time and having fried rice. You also opened some restaurants in Sarasota as well, right? Yeah, Element. That was the first one that I opened up with my menu, trained the staff, helped design the kitchen a little bit. That was that was a great experience. It's actually where I met my wife, Alex. I was I, uh, wondering where y'all met. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I actually hired her to be my sous chef when I first opened. Ah, oh, so she's a chef as well. Yes, she is. Gotcha. Yes. I came across this 
competition. It's called the Right Chef Competition. I just want to let the listeners know. So the Right Chef Competition, it's right as in Frank Lloyd Wright, W-R-I-G-H-T. I didn't realize that he was into the hospitality industry. I just know him from his architecture and the beautiful homes that he designed. So reading up on you a little bit, I found out that this was the one and only high rise that was completed. And I had no idea that he even did high rises. I think so. When that was first, when the Price Tower was first built, I don't think it ever had a restaurant in it. I think the restaurant came in the in the 50s. And that was with the angles and that Frank Lloyd Wright uses. It. It's not very conducive for a kitchen. So it was, that was a little challenging. But yeah, the Copper Restaurant and Bar, that was on the 16th and 17th floor. So they kept emailing you, and you finally went and entered this competition, correct? It's called the Right Chef Competition. And lo and behold, you won. (laughs) I did. It was between six chefs from around the country. And I already had planned on what I was going to do. I was going to do a dish with some fresh pasta. And then when I got there, two of the guys trained in Italy to make pasta. Maybe I should do that. (laughs) (laughs) What did you end up going with? I did a pork tenderloin dish with some beet raviolis. And that was, yeah, it was one of three dishes. It was a three-day competition. So you did win. What did you win? I won a residency. ended up being two years. We did have the option to live in the Price Tower, which I actually did for about two months. How was that? It was kind of like The Shining. It was, I, mean, I don't it, think that's very good. <laughs> no, it started off good, but it's, yeah, there's small rooms. We did have a suite, but it's still, yeah, with a, with a young one. We had our daughter at the time, and Hank came while we were in Oklahoma. Okay, so this is the heartbreaking part for me. And when I read this, you had mentioned it in the pre-interview, but when I read it online, it just, it, it, it sank in what happened. And I know that everyone has a COVID story. So you won this amazing competition and you get full creative and operating control mm-hmm. of the, the copper bar and restaurant for a year. But two weeks after starting this venture, COVID hit us and you went from designing and creating this wonderful space and your menu to creating and preparing a takeout menu. So (laughs) I read that I wanted to just cry for you. You're on this high and then something just knocks you down. I need to hear how this hit you. It was, uh, it was difficult. The whole experience of when we were leaving Florida we drove and moved everything up to Oklahoma, and as we're leaving, Tampa shut down completely. All the restaurants and bars shut down, and just realizing that as we're driving through it, it's that's when it really started to hit that it was going to be bad. And then when we got to Oklahoma, it didn't happen. It was with it was about within a week. I said we're gonna we're gonna shut the restaurant down, and you guys can do takeout. So I had my menu ready to go that I was going to do, and I pretty much threw that away. Yeah, it was awful because I, yeah. I don't generally do takeout food, so I didn't know what I was going to do. So how long did you stick with that? It was for about three, yeah, three months before we were actually able to open up the dining room. And for my takeout menu, I just did, uh, I stuck with what I love and did a street food. I did uh, like bao buns. We we're doing, I was doing tacos, making tortillas, everything in house. It's making pusas. Those are traditional Salvadorian. So it was just a lot of stuff that people in Oklahoma definitely were not used to. <laughs> but it went over pretty good. I stayed busy for those three, four months and 
when I finally was able to open, it was it was nuts. We were meaning popular, very popular. Very um, good. There was a little bit of a learning curve. There's some less adventurous people in Oklahoma. So you time. ran into some culture factors. Yeah. You might be running into some of that here, I would I, imagine. I definitely am. <laughs> <laughs> How long did you do that? You said two years? Yeah, two years. After I left there, I had other really good opportunities. I almost took one of them. That was to be the corporate executive chef of the Pioneer Woman. Oh, wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. I ultimately decided not to do that. A lot of time when you take jobs like that for these celebrity chefs and bigger chefs, they're basically buying your talent and your name just goes away. Gotcha. So I can I could see that happening for <laughs> yeah. sure. So then what led you to Topsail Beach? Me and my wife were looking for our next uh, next move. My wife lived in Winston for about six, seven years. And I spent a lot of time un- unrelated to my wife living there, actually around the same time, which is a little strange. So we started looking in North Carolina, and this uh, came up. I found an ad. It was just for an executive chef. It wasn't very descriptive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did it at least say the beach? It did not. It no, didn't? No, okay. No. But, uh, yeah, Jeff Price gave me a call. I ended up talking to him in my car for about an hour and a half. Oh, wow. And I, I found myself on a plane with my family about a couple weeks later. I flew out for a week and kind of spent an entire week in the kitchen before. And then after that, then I was officially offered the job. It moved very fast. It did, yes. <laughs> do you? How do you like living here? Any regrets? Uh, no, no, not at all. I love North Carolina. I'm at work most of the time, so I don't get a chance to enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) How old are your kids? So my oldest daughter just turned four last Monday, and my son is about two and a half. They're still littles. (laughs) So you're living here now. What has been one of the biggest challenges that you've had to overcome? Starting last year, the food was close. I think when I got here, I think they were trying to go to more fine dining. Uh, I definitely elevated that quite a lot in a short period of time. Mm -hmm. There's always a little bit of pushback to that. That continues to be somewhat of a challenge. We're very busy now. We're doing three, 400 people a day just to be able to see the reaction of people in the restaurant and Mm -hmm. when food comes out. And I love just walking around the dining room and just hearing everybody going, wow. So it's, you know, you're on the right track when you can see it. So you can have people who are like, This is too fancy, but you are getting to experience the people who truly enjoy that kind of dining experience. Yeah. So I love it when the chef walks around the room. I'd like to. It's awesome when I do get a chance. Sometimes when we're so busy, it's really difficult to get out. And sometimes people are like, why is the chef out here? (laughs) (laughs) Tell me, what are your future plans? My future plans are to just keep elevating things here at the beach shop. Right now, I don't really have any plans beyond to just keep growing up what we have here. Got it. So to wrap this up, thank you so much for taking the time out of your, I know it's a busy schedule that you have. Please apologize to your wife because I took you on your day off, but I really appreciate it. And honestly, when I reached out to, I called the main number for Beach Shopping Grill and I just said, (laughs) I don't know, please have someone call me back if they're interested. And I did not even realize that Chef Jordan Keene was going to call me back. So it was a real, it was a surprise and it was a real pleasure. I honestly, it's been a while since I had been to the restaurant, so I didn't know that she had hired an executive chef. 
and I didn't know that all these amazing changes were happening except by the pictures that I was seeing online. I'm like, something's going on there. <laughs> I can't wait to now have just the most delicious meal. I'm really looking forward to it. Awesome. I look forward to having it. You can find and follow the Beach Shop and Grill on Facebook. Are you also on Instagram? Do you know? Yes. Okay, so this is where you want to go and find them so that you can see those amazing pictures that I'm talking about. Their address is 701 South Anderson Boulevard in Topsail Beach, North Carolina. You can email them at beachshopandgrill at gmail.com and their website, which is really beautiful, beachshopandgrill.com. Also great pictures there too. It's just gorgeous. The phone number is 910-328-6501. You can call and make reservations or go online as Chef Jordan mentioned earlier to make your reservations. So thank you listeners for joining us today and thank you Chef Jordan. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for joining me today on Topsail Insider. If you liked today's episode, please hit the follow or subscribe button so that you can get the Topsail Insider podcast delivered automatically to whichever podcast platform you're listening on. And if you're a business owner and you wish to set up a pre-interview or you want to advertise, please email me at topsailinsider at gmail.com. Please also find and like the Topsail Insider Facebook page. I provide links to the new podcast there each week, as well as providing photos of the businesses that I'm highlighting along with any of their upcoming events. So, hey, let's do this again next week. I'll see you around Topsail. Hey, guys, it's Leah with Topsail Talk. I explore local businesses, services, people, and activities in Topsail and its surrounding areas, and I post videos about them. You can find and follow Topsail Talk on Facebook and Instagram. You'll never know where we're going to go, but if you try one of my stops, be sure to tell them Topsail Talk sent you.